Hi, this is Nicolette Lianza. And this is Dwight Thompson. And welcome to Psych BC's Reset Your Mindset. Each episode will bring you conversations with leading Psych BC professionals who will help guide you on your journey to positive mental health and well being. At Psych BC, we believe in the three pillars of mental health mental flexibility, mindfulness, and resilience. I'm Nicolette Lianza, clinical counselor and a lead clinician at PsychBC. On this first episode, I thought it'd be a great idea to interview my co-host, Dwight Thompson. So Dwight, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so my name is Dwight Thompson, uh, and I'm one of the directors here at PsychBC. Um, I'm really happy that we are doing this podcast um, as someone that puts a lot of stake and emphasis in mental health and kind of um, having discussions around things that are difficult to talk about, um, things that go, I don't want to say under underrated, but things that go kind of um, undervalued and oftentimes overlooked. I am just really happy to do this podcast and happy to be sharing this with you. And so tell me, Dwight, how do you keep your positive mindset? You, in my interactions with you, you always come across so positive. How do you maintain that? Yeah, that, um, it's an interesting question. I think I put a lot of emphasis um, from a personal standpoint in staying resilient and also trying to kind of stay level, not get too high, not get too low. Um, you know, I think it's just very important to keep uh, keep some perspective centered around, um, you know, when things are going, things are going well, um, which is a relative term to not, um, kind of have a knee jerk reaction to that, um, which is twofold because when things are going poorly, I still try to keep that frame of mind to maintain, um, just kind of some composure and have the understanding that things tend to level out. Um, and that also there's always kind of something that I feel like I can control, um, and I can have an impact on what's going on around me. That's great. Do you live by any particular motto? I don't know if I live by a um, particular motto. I think I think I live by the mindset of, um, you know, I guess if I had to say a motto, it would be the two words that I would think of are always forward. I try to keep the, um, one thing I try to remind myself is no matter what's happening, um, to always be moving forward, always be making some sort of progress. I think it's easy to get stagnant and maybe complacent at times or feel like you can't uh, do anything. But um, no matter how little the steps are, if you're taking any sort of initiative to move forward in any way, always just keeping moving forward. Um, I think that's something that I, I strive to Sounds like you definitely pride part. yourself in your ability to move yeah. yourself forward. Yeah. And so I think that's a great attribute to have, especially how easy it is for people to, to get caught up in negative life events that they can get stuck on. And, and sometimes it is hard to push yourself forward and, and continue to move yourself forward. Have, have there been times in your life that you really did have a, maybe a difficult time that you really had to reset your own mindset? Yes. I actually, this is a question that I can point to a very specific um, event in time in my life. It was my junior year of high school. Um, and anyone that knows me um, for, for some sort of 
context. Um, I from the outside looking in, um, from an outsider's perspective, it may seem that I grew up in a um, unstable and um, inconsistent environment. I think, if you will, um, and I'm not. I'm just saying that to kind of give some context. Yeah, um, I'm very content with kind of like the trajectory my life has taken. Um, but with that being said, anyone that knows me, my grandfather was someone that was very important to me and was kind of the steady force that I had consistently around. In my junior year of high school, he got gravely sick. Um, and I don't, I don't even really remember the specifics of everything that was going on with him health-wise, but I remember um, being called. I was actually away at a baseball tournament and being called home and kind of giving getting the rundown from family members that things were definitely not looking good and um, they were encouraging family members to kind of come in from out of town if they really essentially just wanted to say their goodbyes and I remember thinking like this is probably the worst thing that's ever happened um, to me which um, in the grand scheme of things maybe not maybe actually wasn't but it felt like it at the time mm-hmm. um, and I remember thinking well I can kind of take this two ways I can kind of just kind of like let it cripple me mm-hmm. or I can kind of take it for what it's worth um and again not have a knee-jerk reaction see take it day by day really hour by hour mm-hmm. um and I kind of told myself then that like no matter what's happening I have the ability to keep a positive mindset um and not just kind of crumble with what what it felt like it was going on around right, me. Right, I think you bring up a good point of it is a conscious mindset of choosing yes. to to be able to take it in, to move forward, to mm-hmm. not let it kind of like hold you back per se. And for you to be so young and, and had that framework of thinking is really amazing. And yeah. It's, it's, that's something for adults to be able to sometimes push that reset button for themselves. So the fact that, how old were you again when? It was my junior year of high school. So okay, so, so again, yeah, um, being an adolescent and being able to do that, which is often very hard to do mm-hmm. in adolescence especially. So that's really amazing, Dwight, that you're able to, to do that, seriously. You know, jumping to looking at just stress in life in general. You know, you definitely have accomplished quite a bit in your life, and you seem like you do very well in being able to reset your mindset. Can you give some tips on how you navigate and manage your own stress? Absolutely. Um, I think it looks different for everybody. Um, I think you have to kind of find, and sometimes it takes a lot of trial and error. I think you have to find things that... um, not only take you out of your comfort zone, but also at the same time allow you to do things that are kind of refreshing to you. Um, I know for me personally, I um, am an avid runner. Um, That's just a really good way for me to clear my head. I try to put an emphasis on um, my physical well-being um, just as much as my mental well-being. However, those things really are truly intertwined. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really one of them. And then just trying to find hobbies that um, challenge me a little bit um, but but I also find some joy out of, um, such as I like to cook, love to cook. Oh, that's great. Um, that's really great. So you... Love to run, um, really, and also just socializing. Uh, I mm, think I might be more extroverted than some, um, but I really find like socializing is kind of like a nice reset button. Um, it's a good way to just see people I care about, meet new people, see people that I've been friends with for quite a while. Um, those are those are definitely my three go-tos. And those are all great, you know, looking at doing things that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. You know, having a, one of your hobbies being a, a very physical 
exercise of, of running and how running can also very much clear your mind as you are running and can be even meditative at times when you're kind of getting into a, a flow of it and everything. And yeah. so I think you having very specific ways to manage your stress has probably helped you out quite a bit in your life and being able to handle your day-to-day just life stuff that's thrown at you. Right? Yeah. yeah, I would agree. Um, you alluded to meditation. That's something that I've always kind of had an interest in. I've, I'd be... Um, I'd love to learn more about it, truly. And I think that's something with future uh, episodes that we can cover more of. uh, Definitely focusing on mindfulness is one of the the pillars, but, you know, going along with that meditation and how to uh, meditate in a way to clear one's mind, to use it as a way to uh, settle anxiety or stress and things like that. So Dwight, what's interesting is the three things you mentioned of what you do to help manage your stress, hobbies, socializing, and exercise, we call that coping skills. You know, I think one of the things therapists do to help clients is to help them come up with coping skills to manage their stress, to manage their anxiety. And it sounds like you already have a built-in coping skills that you have created for yourself to help you specifically with that. And so let me ask you this. What do you think is the most important thing people can do to maintain their positive mental health? Well, I think um, to the point of having, you, you mentioned having like some built-in coping skills, I think it's important to understand that those are ever-evolving um, and that those th- that always takes work. Um, I don't think, you know, it's, a, it's tough to, to really know whether it's built in or whether it's, it's, I think it's important to understand that it's almost learned and it takes some active, um, some active work to, and investing in, in those coping skills to make sure that you're maintaining them. Um, but to answer the question um, about what, uh, what do I think is the most important things people can do to maintain their positive mental health, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think it's just, in, I, I think it starts with investing in it. Um, mm, again, Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to look at things. Um, it's important to me, at least, to really wrap my head around whenever I can things that go undervalued. And I think mental health is definitely Good one point. of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think first of all, just placing some um, placing some stock in your own mental health. You understanding that you matter, um, mm-hmm. and that also understanding that. Uh, you know, the responsibility, although it helps to have, you know, some support and some people in your corner, it starts with you. Um, you really have to take the initiative to um, just just invest in your mental health. And I think um, the that's really the most important thing people can do. I, I agree. Um, and that kind of opens the floodgates to a lot of things, to understanding your mental health more, understanding yourself more, mm-hmm. um, giving yourself giving yourself the... Um, just the right to feel um, however you may feel um, and just investing in yourself. And you said two very key things of giving yourself the right to feel whatever you feel. Oftentimes people do try to suppress their feelings, you know, just to allow them just to be and just to feel. You said something else very key of you matter, which makes me think about people's self-talk and what they tell themselves. You know, you said, you know, very key, you matter. And I think with your own self-talk, you recognize that about yourself, that you matter, that you seem to carry yourself in a way that you feel confident. Mm -hmm. Is there a specific self-talk you do tell yourself to kind of keep that confidence going for yourself? Uh, I think it's really what you just said, um, letting myself know that I matter, um, and also letting myself know that um, 
I'm somewhat, I feel very comfortable that I can stay resilient and weather storms. Um, and just really the two words that I uh, spoke to earlier, always forward. Um, that's something that I continuously tell myself, whether I think running is probably a good example mm-hmm, of that. Great example. Um, as tired as you're getting, you just keep taking, those, uh, taking some steps forward, even if they might get slower. Um, I just tell myself to keep moving forward. Don't, don't stay stagnant and start to get pushed back. Um, really try to try to maneuver whatever's going on and let myself know that there's something I can do, um, control what I can control. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you do that, look at what you can control and, exactly. and put less, um, you only have so much energy. Um, and if you put your energy into what you can control, I think that allows you to continue to make um, progress no matter how small. And you bring up a good point about that idea of control where often people get caught up in trying to control everything so to tell yourself I can only control what I can control is so liberating because it takes that pressure off of you having to keep all the plates spinning per se or whatever just to recognize I can control this but maybe I can't control that and that's a good way to reset your mindset and that's a good way to change your narrative you tell yourself as well. So Dwight tell me who's been some role models in your life? Um, some role models. Wow. So I think one would be, um, someone I mentioned earlier, my grandfather. Um, I actually think the other one would be, um, an athlete, actually basketball player, uh, Dwayne Wade. So tell me, let's first start. We're going to definitely, I want to pick your brain about both of them and why they've been role models for you. Tell me first about your grandfather. How come, what has he done for you? Sure. I think the one thing, um, that I try to embody that my grandfather, um, really carried with him was um, just his very palpable um, charisma about him. But most importantly, he was very, very resilient. Um, and that's why I think I put so much emphasis on being resilient myself um, and trying to um, empower others to be resilient. Um, something that I just kind of noticed about him from a very young age, uh, just being very resilient um, in really everything life threw at him. Um, and I just found that incredibly admirable. And he was able to always uh, put the people that he cared about um, first in a lot of ways while also maintaining his own um, well-being the best that he could. Uh, and I was just always impressed by him being just a really steady force in my life and a very um, encouraging force as well. Um, he never made any any secret about how much he believed in me, and that always, uh, always meant a lot to me, and I still carry it with me. And it definitely sounds like this is something you do in your own life a lot of what he showed you by example is also how you try to live your life as well it's amazing yeah definitely definitely agree and especially with that resilience that resilience piece is being able to persevere even though things might be difficult to be able to still push through and and come great tell me about Dwayne Wade what makes him a role model for you yeah um I think I want to preface it with uh you know, I think at times role models can be people that you've never met. Obviously, my grandfather was someone close to me and involved in my life um, on a fair, fairly frequent basis. But uh, Dwayne Wade, I don't know Dwayne Wade. I've never met him. But um, for those that don't know, he's a, a former basketball player in the NBA. And something that um, always stood out to me was he's someone that grew up the, very similarly to the way that I grew up. Um, his childhood up, upbringing, um, where he grew up in Chicago, something that I could totally relate to. 
Um, and from an on-the-court perspective, he was someone that just approached uh, the game with a lot of tenacity and just really carried this edge about him. Um, he's someone that, to kind of paint a picture, he was he's undersized, juxtaposed to other NBA players who are big and tall mm-hmm. and strong, and mm-hmm. his his frame was, was not that. And so he kind of uh, just showed a lot of, he showed the same confidence um, no matter the way his build was and looked at things from a... Um, team perspective all of the time, never put himself before the team, which I always appreciated and tried to embody, not just in sports, but I think everyone can really implement that into their life um, mm. at the workplace, with within their relationships. Um, and most importantly, I think for me, for Dwayne Wade, he, uh, he also grew up um, in a situation where not both of his parents were always involved in his life. Mm-hmm. And something he makes very clear is he is a basketball player, he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book that he wrote that I um, have read over multiple times is titled A Father First. And I always appreciated that he kind of broke the, um, broke the cycle. Um, everyone in his family was uh, not invested in their child's life and mm-hmm. um, a lot of single par- parent households and he made sure that his two sons um, knew that he was going to be constantly involved in their life and constantly um, a part of what they did and I just thought that was very admirable. It's hard to break the curve I think at times and um, he showed me that that's possible. Wow, I, you just totally educated me more about Dwayne Wade. You know, I, I did not realize his background. I didn't realize how influential he he is and how motivational he is in his own life. So that's phenomenal. You've made me a big fan now of Dwayne Wade. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dwight. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you sharing your knowledge. And I know this is just the start to many interviews that we'll have on this podcast, but thank you again for this conversation. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to what's to come. Yes. So I think Dwight gave some really good points today and some takeaways that I felt were very helpful were his comment about always forward. I think that's so important because we can very easily get caught up in our own emotional baggage where we do get stuck, stuck in our emotions, stuck in our issues, our problems. And so with that takeaway and that model of always forward, it's so key because part of that too is choosing to move forward. I think another takeaway from Dwight's comments today was that choice of investing in your own mental health, you know, to know you matter to recognize and start to believe in yourself is so key. That confidence that we carry within ourselves as opposed to getting it from outside ourselves. Tying this back in to our three pillars of mental health, mental flexibility, important piece of the always forward, to have the flexibility to continue to push forward. Mindfulness, being mindful and aware of your emotions, again, very important. Resilience, drawing it back to the mental flexibility of moving forward, being able to push forward even when things are difficult. All three were definitely covered in today's conversation. I think these are really important takeaways from today's conversation. This is Nicolette Lianza, and thank you for listening to Reset Your Mindset.